This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Six weeks on from Liverpool's 2-1 win over Tottenham Hotspur at Anfield. The two sides meet at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium on Thursday night. Ahead of the match, both Spurs manager Jose Mourinho and Jurgen Klopp have been holding their pre-match media conferences. Coming up, we'll hear from Mourinho speaking about his relationship with Klopp, whether or not he feels the Reds can still challenge for the Premier League title and what he makes of Liverpool's defensive crisis. But before that, let's hear from Jurgen Klopp, who started with a fitness update on defender Joel Matip, captain Jordan Henderson, and whether or not there are any new additions to the injury list. No new cases. Um, and handle and Joel trained yesterday, so with the team fully. So we have, to, like always with these things, then you have to wait how to react it overnight uh, and what they can do today, but they trained yesterday. The big news, I suppose, across the Premier League this week is uh, Thomas Tuchel replacing Frank Lampard, um, a man you've got plenty of shared history with um, at some of the clubs in Germany. I just wonder what you, you know, what you can tell us about him and what qualities he'll bring to the Premier League. Yeah, obviously two two things what happened. One is that um, Frank Lambert lost his job, and I have to say, I uh, well, that, <laughs> that's a really tough one to be honest. Um, I think that Chelsea did an incredible job in the transfer market this summer, brought in really good players, and things like this need time. It's completely normal, and um, I think it's a it's it's a really harsh to make the decision that early. But obviously, um, Mr. Abramovich uh, gives you some um, chances, money, players, whatever, but he's not the most patient person in the world, obviously. Um, so that's the one thing. And I really feel for Frank because he's a young, really, really talented manager and I wish him only the best. So he will be fine, I'm sure. But it's a, it's a hard one if your club, if it happens in your club, and it was obviously Frank's club. Or maybe it's good now. The story is over now. He can be can go everywhere and be completely fresh and without any history. But for um, Thomas Tuchel, obviously, is a great, <laughs> unfortunately, a really good, good, good um, manager. So and um, yeah, I know him long and um, respect him a lot. And um, no, but he for this, uh, this Chelsea squad is a present. Eh? So and um, I'm pretty sure Thomas sees it like that. And um, so yeah. They will be good. And just finally, um, this week, football's lawmakers, I suppose, is a good way to put it. They looked at the the offside rule, the interpretation of it after the goal at Manchester City scored. Yes, and Villa will be really happy about it, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's one of them, isn't it? I mean, changing the law mid-season, I just wonder, or the interpretation certainly of the rule, what, what are your thoughts on on that? Well, my first, my first thought: How can it be that that you don't think about this kind of rule before? And there we had situations years ago. It was funny enough against Tottenham when Dejan Lovren had a situation where he hit the ball, and then Harry Kane could score. So this situation is not the first time that it happened. But everybody explained, no, it's like this. It was an, uh, um, what is it? An intentional is it the right word? Like touch. He went to the ball, and that's why he touched it. But he only went to the ball because Harry Kane was there, and he didn't cannot make the decision if he's offside or not. So maybe you find in your, so it's the years ago that we had that problem. So finally, I would say finally, 
we changed that because it makes no sense. And um, uh, it was just with all the, I mean, all football people and both sides, the one who scores the goals and the side who, who concedes the goals are, agree that it's like, huh? how can we solve that? It makes it really difficult. Um, then something is wrong and I'm really happy that they finally changed it. Thank you, Ben. Simon. Hi, Jürgen. Um, I was looking back at your, obviously this was your very first match as Liverpool manager. Uh, what probably, I don't know whether it seems <laughs> yeah. like a long time ago or, or not now. That, that goalless draw at White Hart How Lane. many games did I have in between then and oh, now? Oh, loads, loads. <laughs> I would like to hear the, the exact number if you are well, really prepared not, for the interview. Was it not your 400th recently? So, what, 401? So this, this is possibly 400. It might feel for you like this, but it, I don't think I have I reached 400 already. So. Loads is fine, Simon. That's loads, thanks. I should have left it at loads. Okay, yeah. But uh, yeah. looking at the starting lineups, it was interesting because of your starting lineup and subs, there are only two players that are still with you today. Whereas the Spurs one, they've actually got nine players still with them. So what does that maybe say about the progression and the changes that you've made, maybe as well as Spurs as well, but I think specifically you guys? Nah, it's completely different. It's a completely different situation. When I arrived here in England, um, Spurs was the most talented, for sure, most talented squad, that incredible, um, incredibly talented players and very young um, Harry, I forget now, 100% a couple of, but um, of course, um, Loris was maybe not that, not a kid anymore, but uh, in a best age for a goalie. Um, Harry Kane, Eriksen, Deli Ali, um, Eric Dyer, Lamela, um, Davis, Alderweireld. So they, they were they were all really young that time and and already really good. So there's no and and worked upcoming. It was just a, a matter of time when they will be really successful. And by the way, they were really successful that year. I think they became second in that year. If I'm 100% right, don't know it exactly anymore. So different situation. And when I arrived, they had a different squad. So um, a different age group. We had to change things, and um, so that's different. So it says nothing. It says just uh, just more about. How the situation was that time, and not um, they were in the best age, and we weren't. Um, they were in a really good place, and we weren't. So um, you have to make then more changes if you are not happy with the situation, and that's what we tried to do. And I know that the result in the FA Cup game against Manchester United certainly wasn't what you wanted. But in reflection now, and maybe in what you've seen this week on the training ground from the lads as well, has it felt like? It's a turning point, and you've seen the good points that you know are there at Liverpool. So when I understand the question, it's always like this: everybody's waiting at us, you know. Yeah, that was the turning point, and I want to. I want it to be the turning point, but the turning point, the result would have been nice as well. So you you play well, and then you get a result. So there were a lot of good stuff, and um, but of course we conceded three goals, so that's not what we want. But I cannot always. Uh, now this was the turning point, and that was the turning point. And this was the turning. Point. It's not about that. It's a general. The general situation is is um, is. A challenge, and a challenge is good. So, and I'm 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 fine with it. It's um, I'm not the person who sits here and thinks my life should always be perfect, and my team has to win all the football games. If something is going wrong, you have to work, and that's what we are doing. Um, but and we are in this in in this in this moment. And now the next game is is Tottenham. If I say now, yes, it was the changing point, uh, a turning point. Sorry, and then against Tottenham, we don't play like that. Then you say, oh, we have to start again. We can't constantly start new. We started already. 
while ago and, and change things and, and, and try to improve and all this kind of stuff. And we will stay on it. We will, we will stay on track. We will do that and do that and do it. We will be really annoying and we will fight hard and um, we will be positive with the positive things and we will be critical with the not so positive things. That's what we do. And I know people expect me to be in a bad mood or whatever. I'm not. I take the situation like it is and go out and make sure that we are ready for a fight and we will be ready for a fight tomorrow night where what it will lead us to i don't know so um tottenham when we met last time i think in december or so it was first and second something like that <laughs> obviously um that's not the same situation anymore a lot of things happen since then that's how football is in a month's time a lot of things can happen again and we want to make sure that this then if we talk then about the last month it's much more positive than this last month but we cannot change the last month anymore we have to take it and i know it's easier in in the high flying times to believe in what you do but i'm not a only a good weather coach I was never uh, so it's just for all for all circumstances you have you need to have the right answers and the, the right answer for this is respond to some things and keep the things which are really good and there are still a lot of things and united is not like we out of the blue we played some good stuff again we played good stuff before but we have to do it consistently we have to do it more often we have to do it for 95 minutes in the game all these kind of things we know it and we will do it Thank you, Simon. Good to see you. Okay, we'll go to Great. <laughs> we'll go to Ian from Talksport, and then we'll go to Nate and for the impact from the Press Association. But uh, Ian next. Jürgen, how are you? Okay. <laughs> My first question is: um, You're at a club whereby managers are always given so much time. Frank Lampard was at a club at Chelsea whereby managers, if it's not working after a year or eighteen months. Bye, see you later. Why do you think there are such different clubs? And what advice would you give to Thomas Tuchel as a German coach coming here? We've seen you for successful. We've seen uh, Daniel Farker was successful. Um, you know. I, I would for sure give Thomas Tuchel no public advice. I'm not sure when we play them next. I don't have his actual number, so I couldn't text him. Um, but he was a while in France and never got a French number. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, no advice necessary from my side. The difference is the club. I always said it. I was lucky with the clubs. I was absolutely lucky with the clubs. At Mainz, everybody wanted me to succeed, the right word, to do well. Um, at Dortmund, exactly the same. And at Liverpool, the same. So, um, why did I get the time? Because, my, because the owners um, or the presidents, sporting directors from the former clubs um, thought we are doing the right stuff and, and, and knew that it takes time. So it's all about, it's, it's how, how many coaches did um, Chelsea have in the last 10 years? I don't know, or 15 years. It's quite a lot. So you are successful or out. <laughs> That's obviously the, the mantra. And, and I cannot um, have nothing to do with that. Um, um, yeah, how I said, I said it plenty of times. I was lucky with the clubs I, I had always. And um, we're only three, but I was lucky. And for Frank, everything will be fine. I think the football people out there, um, if they saw the some of the stuff Chelsea played last year already, um, they have to say, okay, there's a clear plan. It's a real... And Frank might not want to hear that, but he was not too long in the business. So he's not a talent, but he's a young, a young manager. And he did a lot of really good stuff and um, he will be back soon um, if he wants that. And then he can see if he'll get more time, 100%. 
the big plus point from last Sunday has to be Mo Salah scoring again. Um, you mentioned time there. How much time, how much more time do your front three need to score goals in the Premier League? Because it's, it's been it's been a ridiculously long period of time for that for three talented players not to score goals. But football is like this. So you have to come in the right situations. You have to, to, to make the right decisions, all these kind of things. And I don't know how long it takes or whatever. It's about, it's about in this world, we are losing trust and faith much too quickly everywhere. Everything is great or everything is the opposite. So, and there are so many stages in between. And um, so we have a commitment to each other. So that's how it is. That doesn't mean they can play how they want and stuff like that. They never did and never could. So that if, if I see them trying, I see them working on it and all that stuff. And um, we, we are working as a team on, on, on solutions. Not tell them, so everything is fine, but we don't finish the situation. So it's not like this. Um, if we finish the situation, then we concede goals, stuff like we have, we have. It's a complex game, and I love that about the football game. It's never about one person. That was why. That was the main reason why I love this game so much as a kid already. That I don't didn't have to be perfect, and we still can win games. So it's about that. We have to become, and we do, we talk about these things because it's obvious. Scoring like like three, what is it? Yes, yeah, scoring like crazy or not scoring. That's a big thing in between. I know, um, but it's really about um, it just became, being the team we want to be. And the, the team we want to be is actually the one team nobody wants to play against. And that's a little bit of a problem. I think in the moment it's like defend deep against us and at one point you will, you will, you will get a, counter, a chance for counter-attack. But we want to be the team nobody wants to play against. And we have the chance to, to be that team tomorrow night and then on Sunday and then on Wednesday, if I'm right. So, and then again and again. So that's the team. And that's what we always wanted to be, but then all of a sudden people told us we are the best team in the world, which we never were, but that's not a problem. Um, we could beat the best team in the world. We can still be the best team in the world. That's good, but we have to prove that on the pitch again. And we will. We are on fire, if you want, um, to strike back. Um, and the more negative things are thought about us or said about us, yeah, the more we, maybe the more we wanted it. Even I don't read it and don't hear it, but I know it. Anyway, so that's that's the, the situation we are in. And for our supporters, the problem is you would say now if you play a home game or whatever, the supporters have to be on their toes and come on, like let's create a, a proper atmosphere. That will not be there. Anyway, I taught them not because we play away in the West as well. So that these, but I really hope, and that's a chance for us as well, that we can do together with our fans. Now in the moment, even when we are not together, just create that 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 common fighting spirit again. So it's it's difficult. We didn't see each other for a while, and now we became champion. Now the, the, the results at least, and some performances dropped a little bit. It was always clear that it could happen. Now we can show how strong we are, and I'm I'm on it, in it, whatever you want. Um, and whoever wants to follow, welcome. Okay, uh, Nate, one for you, and then Ian Parker to finish, and we'll go to the uh, breakout section. So Nate, first of all. Hi Jürgen, I think you've just touched on it in the previous answer, but this is a really tough run of fixtures for Liverpool now, not only Tottenham tomorrow night, but City and Leicester next month, so how, how do you want... West Ham is flying, West Ham is flying, not for, don't forget them. Eh? West Ham as well, but that, they're, all in, months, yeah. they're all in the top four and, and Tottenham can obviously knock you out there with a win tomorrow night, so how, how, do you want them to, how do you want your team to respond to this run of tough fixtures? First and foremost, and you might remember it, we never thought about the game after 
the next game. So we play Tottenham. We play Tottenham, nothing else. We only have to play Tottenham. We don't have to play the other four, whoever it is in this game as well. It's only Tottenham. It's tough enough, but it's only Tottenham. And that's what we what we have to make clear. So again, in the best times, we had to say and said it because it was the truth. We went in it game by game. In this moment, we go in it game by game. Tottenham. Do you think it's impossible for us to get there something? No, probably not. I don't know. Probably not. Is it difficult? Yes. That's with all the Premier League games the same. And we just have to make it happen. That's that's how it is. And it's difficult, I know, but we will try. You will see. Thank you very much, Nate. And then finish Ian Parker. I think, I think you're from PA, Ian, I'm guessing. Um, anyway. Yeah, um, just a quick one. It kind of follows on from that. Um, we often hear that defending the title is more difficult than winning it. You've been going through some sort of challenges, I guess, in the last few weeks. Have you seen anything different in the mental approach of your players this season to, to maybe last season? Now, of course, because we are we are different. We are we, we, a year further, the year before. It's always like this. We all, the, the time changed and, and everything changed. Of course, things are different. New players in, things are different. So, because the results aren't good, may, people might say, now it's worse. But that's not true. I think it's um, changes. Um, you cannot judge them only because of the result, the short-term result. So we make all our decisions in a, for a long term. So I like that we that really that the club has a benefit in the long term, and that's what we did this time as as well. So and we will give our absolute everything this season. It's not about defending the title or whatever. It's about winning football games. It was always about this defending or attacking football um, um, uh, the title. It's more something you you say for you have to say because you ask me. So these kind of things. Um, we have to. We have to. This club and this team has the potential to fight for the title. We will see if we can make that happen. If we can get closer there again this year. If not, we will try next year. So these kind of things, we give our absolute everything this season, and especially um, for the next game. And with all the difficulties we had, we try really all we can, and that's it. And we get judged for that. That's how it is. That's fine as well. And it's, I can understand 100%. If you don't win the game, people think you don't try hard enough. But I can tell you, we try hard and we will continue trying. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Hi, Jose. Hello. Happy birthday for yesterday. Hope you're well. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, first of all, can I start off with trying to clear up as the, as the transfer window starts to come to a close, clear up the situation? With Delhi Ali reading reports that you're looking for a possible replacement, he won't be allowed to go anywhere unless you find a replacement. Can you just clear up what the situation is if you expect him to still be here when the window shuts? I expect. I, I'm saying that since the beginning of uh, the transfer window, I was not expecting anyone to leave. I was not expecting anyone to come. And until now, 27... 27 January, we are almost in the end. I don't believe that anything is going to happen, but it's open still. So there's still a possibility, although you say expect, there's still a possibility that something could happen with Delhi. I know football is football. Football is football. The transfer window is is open. Sometimes unexpected things can happen, but I don't expect it. Um, facing Liverpool next, um, the champions from last season, I think everyone would agree their form this season hasn't hit the heights. Um, Jurgen Klopp perhaps looked a little bit rattled um, in, 
some interviews, his argument with Sean Dyche the other day. Is, is Jürgen finding that winning back-to-back is a lot more difficult than winning that first time round? And you'd know about that because you're one of the few people who've done it. What are those difficulties of winning it a second time? When you win once, you know that you have the team to win it twice. When you never win it, you have always the question mark of what do we need to win it? We are not good enough to win it. We need to improve to win it. When you win it, you know that you are the best team and last season, Liverpool was not just about winning, it was just about winning so so comfortably. So they know uh, the team they are, they know the players they have and they know that they can do it again. Um, would anybody expect Liverpool to have a similar run of last season, winning and winning and winning non-stop? I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect that because what they did is so difficult that to win it a second time in the same way is even more difficult. But to win the title again, they can. I think they believe they can. And um, I believe that that's what they they really want. So, simple. Um, we can move on to a completely different subject, but um, the offside rule has been much debated recently. And there was a letter sent out to clubs yesterday. I don't know if you've seen the letter yourself, but how, how referees will interpret situations like the one we saw in the game between Manchester City and Aston Villa. What do you make of the idea of tweaking a, role, a rule during the season and saying, well, that goal stood then, but next week, if it happens again, it won't stand? I'm not happy with. Um, I believe that now is right. And previously was not right. But I don't think it's, it's fair that you change the rule during the, um, during the season. I don't think is I don't think is fair. Um, another completely different subject now. Um, Chelsea, obviously, I know you've spoken about Frank Lampard, but um, obviously Thomas Tuchel has been confirmed now um, as the manager. He's obviously had success in Paris um, in the French league. What, what awaits him? What difficulties and what's different um, with what faced him with the pressures at Chelsea, that expectation of winning trophies, and just the sheer competitiveness of the Premier League? You cannot compare the job in Paris Saint-Germain with the job in the Premier League. George. Thanks, Simon. Hello, Jose. Um, hey, Jose, George. you mentioned Deli Ali. I know you said he was injured, but will he be in the squad tomorrow? No. Is that because of any injury again? Injured. He's injured. And just in terms of, of, of your match at Anfield, are you... Pleased with how you've responded, you're into the cup final, but are you a bit surprised at how Liverpool have dropped down the league? You know, but every club, every club, especially the the traditional top six, they had these uh, these situations. Um, not one, not one team started winning and is still winning after 19 matches and a few months of um, of competition. Everybody had a difficult periods. Um, everybody had it. Some early, some later, some 
uh, in the middle. I keep saying that uh, great evolution in the considered considered theoretically uh, below level uh, team and ambitions. You know, great performances for, from many of them. Very good teams, very good squads. I feel completely natural that some results uh, happen. And then Liverpool had that difficult period where uh, the results were not going in their uh, direction. But the coach is the same, the players are the same, and the team is the same. And are West Ham contenders for top four after their result last night? Uh, they are winning matches. Um, they have their style of play um, and they are winning matches. That's as simple as uh, as that. And they, they clearly show their, uh, their ambitions by trying to get, and probably they will get a couple of, uh, of players until at the end of, of the month. They are there. Okay. James Binge. Hi, hi, Jose. Um, I'd like to briefly ask you about um, centre-backs. Obviously, Liverpool have had their injury troubles and have used some young centre-backs. You have as well with, with Joe Roden. Um, it's a position that's continually evolving. Do you see it as, what do you see as the challenges of, of training a youngster in a, a centre-back role? <laughs> the challenges... The most important thing is the talent and uh, and the mentality, you know. And some clubs they have the they have the potential to resolve their defensive problems with money. You know, they put the money on the table and they resolve their uh, defensive problems. Um, other clubs is not is not that way. So in other clubs, people has to go in different in different directions. So Joe has a lot to learn, of course, but at the same time he has a lot of potential and uh, a great desire. And I'm really happy we played him in not many matches. Unfortunately, he was not in the Europa League list that could give him some more minutes and some experience but a couple of times where uh, we played him the answer was uh, was positive so we are happy with with Joe and we believe that he can be only better how do you think you would manage a situation like a situation like Liverpool's where you're so short on center backs you know it, it seems like a real challenge that that Jurgen Klopp's facing well we played less season, half of the season without any attacking player. We had a period where we played Lucas every minute, every minute of every match. Uh, striker, winger, winger, striker. We lost Son, we lost Kane, we lost Bergwin, we lost everybody. Lamella, we lost everybody. How did we manage? Miracles, we cannot do it. So, to to make strikers from right backs or left backs or goalkeeper Joe Hart can he play striker because he's very tall and strong you cannot make miracles 
you have to try to compensate with um, with what you have. And um, Liverpool, when you speak about when you speak about Van Dijk, uh, you cannot replace. Okay, there are some players that you cannot replace. It's like when Harry Kane was injured, you cannot replace Harry Kane. You cannot replace Van Dijk. You can only replace Van Dijk with Van Dijk when Van Dijk is back. Um, but, you know, they have good players. They have experienced players. Uh, Fabinho, he can play everywhere. Fabinho can play everywhere. Uh, um, Matip back, experienced uh, player. Jordan Anderson is another guy that with his uh, experience and knowledge of the game, he can play everywhere too. And then they have also a couple of, of young players that um, they did okay. And uh, for example, Williams against us, he played very well at Dunfield. And sometimes it happens to uh, to clubs, um, but some players are really impossible to replace and you have to wait until they are back. And that's what is happening with, with Van Dijk. There's four more hands raised. I'm going to try and get to all of you. We'll start with Ian Abrahams. Moose. Hi, Jose. How are you? Thank you. Uh, this is the second of five games in the space of two weeks. I know you and I have spoken before about player welfare, whether we're asking too much of the players. And you've just then gone through a whole list of injuries you had uh, last season and other clubs have had this season. Um, is, is this getting a little bit ridiculous now? We have to do it. I don't want to moan. I don't want to to complain. We have to do it. Um, I know it's very difficult. It's very hard. But if uh, we are speaking about three matches per week with uh, always two, three days in between uh, matches, is doable. Is not. Is not a crime. A crime was what we did in in August, where we play four matches in in a week with one day in between matches, and we did that for two weeks, seven matches in two weeks. That's a crime. Um, but to play three matches in a week is a difficulty, but is doable. And of course, you have some special players that you don't want to rest because when you rest them, the team uh, decreases in, in potential. But you have to use your squad. You have to play players. You, that's why you need a squad. That's why you need players motivated. And in, in our specific case, we went to, to Wicomp with uh, some players that are not playing a lot. But they showed that they had they had quality and they managed to give some some minutes of rest to the other guys and that is what a team is what the squad is and that's the way we have to face we have to face the um, the season. A couple of weeks ago, I spoke to you before you played. I think it was Leicester. You were talking about how Brendan Rodgers is a friend, and afterwards you, you speak to your friends. Um, Jurgen Klopp, what's your relationship like with him? I'm not saying you're going to get on the pub with him, but you get on with him. I don't have Brendan's phone number uh, like I have uh, Nuno. So yesterday I could send my happy birthday to Nuno. I couldn't to Brendan. So through you, happy birthday, Brendan. 
because me, Nuno, and Brandon, all three, birthday same day, and um, you don't forget when you 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 have some some friends with the same birthday. I'm not a friend of Jurgen because I never had time with uh, with Jurgen. Uh, Nuno, he was my player. Uh, Brandon, he worked in my in my club for a couple of years uh, together. So when you have something in in common, when you know the person well, you can say, I like him, he's my friend. I don't like him, he's not my friend. With Jurgen, is five minutes before a match, five minutes after a match. I c what can I say about Jurgen? He's a colleague that I that I respect, that I don't have any any problem with with him. And I believe he's the same with uh, with me, no problems at all. And last one, we should get goals tomorrow night. Should me, you've got a great front three, but the, one of the best strikers in the world, Harry Kane. Liverpool have got a great front three, and admittedly a little bit misfiring right now. So should I be uh, listening to the radio expecting loads of goals? You know, they scored two goals at Old Trafford, uh, where it's not easy to to score and they could score more and they create a lot of chances so you are right they have top class uh, attacking players i am right by saying they create chances in every match a part of scoring or not scoring so when you create chances and you have uh, top players you are closer to score goals than not to score but of course, we are a team that normally is uh, well organized, and I don't think they are going to have a, an easy match too. Okay, Faye. Um, just want to go back to, to to Liverpool and the fact that they're not in the greatest uh, moment at, at the minute. Do you feel as if that is an advantage to you compared with when you played them back in December? No, I don't feel at all. Play Liverpool is play Liverpool, independent of uh, of all the context, independent of of everything. I don't feel, I don't feel it is an advantage. I don't feel it is a disadvantage. Simple. Um, do you feel as if this is the most competitive Premier League that you've been involved in for a while, in terms of so many teams capable of uh, finishing in the in the top four at the moment? It looks like no. Uh, I think it's an easy thing for you to do. Look back, go to stats, go to data and look at it. But I feel that way. I feel a team loses two consecutive matches and it looks like he's doing an awful season because you look to the table. But then a team wins two matches and goes up and then you think the season is being phenomenal. I think the best thing to do is to play play and play and wait for the end of the season and in the end of the season we look to the table and we realize where you end because to look to the table now is quite confused especially with also matches in in end and in our case played twice against Liverpool didn't play against Aston Villa any match it's quite strange so let's wait for the end just finally, um, Tengai Ndombele is in fantastic form at the minute. You, you talked about how much you were impressed with his performances, not just that goal the other night, but how much progress has he made under you? And what have you done to improve him so much? Was him, his, his responsibility. We always showed him the right way. We always showed him 
and demand a lot from him. Um, if I did anything positive with him, I believe it was uh, not to play him when he was not in real conditions to play. And uh, I believe that we used some of the matches last season uh, to expose his fragilities at the time. Um, his physical condition was not uh, especially good, as an example. But it's all his responsibility. Trains very hard, plays very hard with the ball, without the ball. Tactically understands what the team, what the team needs from from him. Is feeling great, he's feeling very positive, is his responsibility. Jonathan. Hi, Jose. Um, Hello, Jonathan. When Davis came up on Monday night, is he going to be fit? And also, Matt Doxy, is he going to be fit for tomorrow? Yeah, and we have more problems than that, that I'm not going to share. Um, you have to wait for tomorrow, but uh, we have a little bit of, of more problems than, than that. Okay, Jerry, to finish. Hi, Jose. Hey. We all know um, Daniel Levy likes to do business at the end of the transfer window, which is this week. Do you, do you think there will be any comings or goings from Tottenham? Don't think so. Uh, honestly, I don't think so. Um, as I was saying before, transfer window is open. Anything can can happen until the last second. But I'm I'm convinced that nothing is going to happen. If something happened, it would be a huge surprise for me. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.